Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Podcast. This is episode 144, Homeschool Socialization. I know if you homeschool and you're listening to me today, or you're even thinking about it, you've had at least 150,000 people say, the big question, what about socialization? I always laugh. My family has way too much socialization. I'm just kidding. But socialization has never been an issue in our family. My husband is a pastor, and so we have friends at our church. We've been involved in many homeschool co-ops, so we have friends at our homeschool co-op. So God has just, over the years, filled our lives with people, socialization, But what I love best is it's not just people, my children's ages. The Lord has filled my children's lives with adults and elderly people and younger children and older children and teenagers when they were children and children when they were teenagers. So we have had a wide variety of people in our lives, in my children's lives, so that they have more of a taste of real life. And that's what I just love about homeschooling, because they don't have to just socialize with other boys and girls their own age. They can socialize with all ages, people from all kinds of walks of life. And I just love that. I love homeschooling, and I love I love the life that you live when you're homeschooling because you have so much freedom to make your own personal choices and to build relationships where you'd like to and sometimes maybe avoid some relationships that might be detrimental to your family. So what I want to do for you, everyone is going to find their absolute own path for socialization with their family, but I want to share with you how we have over the years socialized with other children, and then maybe that will spark some ideas uh, in your own lives, and you'll maybe see, oh, wow, we do have a lot of socialization, or maybe you'll think, oh, well, that's an idea. We could build friendships here and there. So my theory about socialization is that I'm not sure that my children need to be in a situation where they're surrounded by 35 people their own age and only one adult, but I want my children to be surrounded by people Of course, people their own age, younger and older, but also adults that are really inspiring and encouraging and that are heroes. I want my children, when they're children, to have teenagers in in their lives that are superheroes. And so I'm anyway, I'm going to get back to my story. So when my little girl was born, my oldest girl was born when she was a year old, we moved We were out in Arizona. We're from the east, and we were out in Arizona, and we moved back to Virginia so my husband could go to seminary, and we were living in student housing, these little apartments for the students, and wow, that was such a blessing because we had so many friends 
in those apartments that homeschooled. We had so many friends in those apartments with children, little children, little toddlers, little preschoolers. And it's really surprising. I thought, oh, wow, it's going to be so weird for Mike to go to seminary now that he has a family. But there were so many people in our situation. So it, it ended up being really good. So we would meet people um, walking around the campus. We would meet people. Do, I would put my laundry in a little wagon and Katie Beth would get on her trike and we'd go down to the laundry room and we'd make friends there and we'd go to the playground every day. Um, they had a playground right on the campus and we would meet other friends. And then, of course, there were people that my husband went to class with and they would become friends and they'd say, well, let's have my friend Barry and his family over. So then we would get to know each other and he maybe lived three buildings over. And so we would load up our wagon and go over. And those were the days. We only had one car. So I had a, a very enclosed little life, except for the one day that I got the car and I could go run my errands and grocery shop and stuff like that. But you know what? I loved it. And we had our second child there. And it was in that little seminary apartment where I started homeschooling Katie Beth. And we also belonged to a church that had a lot of young families. And so my children had a lot of friends and they have a lot of happy memories even today from those years because they were really, really fun years. As time went on, my children would take ballet class or they would take tennis classes or they would play soccer on a team or basketball on a team. So each of my children, when they were in the elementary age, they did some kind of sports. And those were another way for my children to meet other children and have fun and learn. Dancing is a lifetime skill. Basketball is a lifetime skill. Tennis is a lifetime skill. And I'm not sure about soccer, if you can still do soccer when you're 60, <laughs> but maybe. But those are all just such great things, and I wanted my children to be introduced to them. Well, of course, they made friends. And throughout my children's entire lives, entire childhoods, we've been plugged into a church, and my children have friends in the church, and then we have often had a homeschool co-op where we could meet other families that homeschool. So I'm going to tell you kind of about some of that. I found that the churches that we were involved in did a lot of age integration where you would get to hang out with people of different ages. And so just because you were a preteen or a teen, it didn't mean that you couldn't do ministry. So the greeting team might be a father and son, you know, the son being a teenager and a lot of the teenagers helped out in nursery and in Sunday school. So my children, when they were young, had a lot of interaction with older kids and then adults. And then they also, when they were teenagers, they were they were that big hero to the little children. So that was really neat. And there were so many opportunities to serve because they didn't place restrictions like you can only sing on the worship team if you're an adult. So my teenagers, two of my teenagers actually sang on the worship team. Two of my teenagers actually mixed sound for the church. So there were incredible opportunities to serve, incredible opportunities to learn. 
and they built friendships with people of all ages. I know my daughter Shine, she had a friend named Mary Smith, and Mary Smith had the same birthday as Shine. So they had a tradition for years where every year on their birthday, they would go out to dinner together. And because that was something special that they shared. Now, they were 40 years apart, but it didn't matter because there was a closeness there. Wait, not 40 years apart. Let me say 30 years apart. If Mary's listening, I'm so sorry, Mary. And they enjoyed that friendship for years. And of course, when my children did sound, they would be building friendships with other people who did sound. When my kids were were really young, we joined a homeschool co-op that met once a week. And it was supplemental. Like we did our main subjects at home, but we would go and I think there was chorus. One of the classes was chorus. There was an art class. There were some science labs, hand stuff, hands on stuff with science that I wasn't so good at. So we did that. And that was, um, actually it wasn't a day. It was a morning, one morning a week. And then we would all have lunch together. We would go to the playground and then we would come home. So it, it, the morning was structured, but then the lunch and the playground time were very unstructured. So it really left a lot of opportunity to sit and talk with other moms for me, but also for the children to play together and to get to know each other. And that was, that was a really special time in, in our life. Now, as my oldest was heading toward middle school, we changed, we joined a bigger homeschool support group and they did have field trips, but it was harder to get to know people because the support group was so big. But I would try to go on some of the field trips and I would meet some of the moms. And then they had a nursing home ministry. So we got involved in the nursing home ministry and we would visit the nursing home and we became friends with some of those other families that did the nursing home ministry. So that was really, really special. Some of those people that I got to know then are still good friends and some of the friendships my children made at, in those years, they are still friends with today. So that's really cool. Now, my oldest daughter, when she started middle school, she joined what's called Friday classes, and that was in the support group that we were part of. And we all went as a family. They had little activities for the children of the teachers. I helped teach a class. Katie Beth enjoyed her classes. And we did that for years and years. I taught classes. The kids took classes. Eventually, they ended up having some elementary classes for guitar and the bells, and my friend Laura taught the bells. And so that was really, really special. The, my children took watercolor painting and physical fitness and choir and drama and a lot of science labs. And so we still did all of our main subjects at home. We did history at home. We did English at home. But we did enjoy a lot of supplemental stuff. Now, they had a lot of course stuff there, too, but we didn't end up doing that. But it was in these fun classes like drama that my kids really got to know other kids, and it just became such a fun thing. And my, like I said, those friendships that the kids made there, they are still going strong. Like my friend Marla, who plays keyboard for me, my daughter, I'm a worship leader, my daughter, Juliana met her 
at Friday classes and they started eating lunch together and eventually became friends. And now Marla is a huge part of our life. So that is really cool. Now, Friday classes was very regimented and big and and, it was definitely wonderful families. But I wanted something a little more laid back and a little more intimate. I still had, I had an older daughter in, in Friday in high school and and the, the next one in middle school. But I wanted something that, you know, for my little ones, because once the older ones were involved in Friday classes, the little ones didn't have as much. So my friend Laura and I, we started doing history days together. And we basically did, we read out loud, we listened to Diana Waring audios, we did crafts and sewing, we looked at artwork, we tried our hand at artwork, we did drama, we created radio shows, we made models, we made dioramas, we made timelines, we made maps, we cooked, we baked, but we did, we took a whole day, and during that whole day we did history. There was no history homework, we did it all together there was nothing to do outside of that day. So we devoted one full day to history. Now the kids did their math before we did history. But that, that was, so history was out of the way. And then the, and then we did other subjects other days. So we studied um, American history, British history. We studied geography. We studied world history. And it was really, really special because it was, it was like, one big family. So here was our two families together and between us we had nine children and it was just really, really a special time, especially when the children were really little. Well, what happened was people heard about it and then uh, our friend Mary, there were a lot of health issues in her husband's life and he's with the Lord now. And she said, is there any way that my kids and I can come in? And Laura and I talked about it and we're like, sure, that would be great. So Mary started coming. And then um, Marla's mom had to work and would it be possible for her to come? And yes, so Marla joined us. And then there were others. And first thing I knew, on History Day, we had about 25 children. And then more families heard about it. And soon we had 50 children and about 12 adults. So it, it, it kind of morphed into a homeschool co-op and it started just being history where we tried to continue that this day was just devoted to history. But gradually people pushed to add English and add science. And the first thing we knew, we had our own homeschool co-op. So that was really that was really fun. It didn't work anymore, though, to listen to audios. It didn't work because the kids were too distracted. There were just too many. So we had to do things more hands-on. We had to do things a little bit regimented. And, of course, that's what happens when you have more kids. But, again, we made, we built friendships, and we had so much fun. And sometimes I wonder, well, which was more fun, the history days or the um how it changed into a homeschool co-op. And I think both were just really good. They were both perfect for the season we were in and both bring my heart so many memories because they really were precious 
in that we built friendships. Laura and I built a really strong friendship by homeschooling together and others um, built friendships. We built friendships with other moms. The kids built friendships with one another. And it was just a really, really sweet time. So we are going to take a break now. And um, when we come back, we are going to finish talking about socialization. The God's Girls series was created for young women from 12 to late 20s. If you find yourself in that age bracket, navigating exciting paths and making choices that will impact you for the rest of your life, stop a minute and draw close to the Lord. You can use God's Girls Bible studies to unlock treasures in God's Word that will speak to the issues you face every day. Each Bible study introduces you to other young women who share their heart with you at the beginning of each lesson. God's Girls Beauty Secrets, God's Girls Friends to the End, and God's Girls Talk About Guys, Virtue, and Marriage are just three of the titles available. Remember, God's Girl, you are loved by Jesus, and He has amazing plans for your life. You can purchase God's Girls Bible Studies at Amazon.com and PowerlineProd.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. You've been listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Well, welcome back. Again, this is Finish Well Podcast, Homeschool Socialization. Episode 144. If you're wanting the show notes, you can look that up. I know that as I've shared my personal experience of socialization and church has been a big part of that, homeschool co-ops have been a big part of it, and then just other friends that have come in and out of our lives. But one thing I want to share with you, I would encourage you, if you're a Christian, plug into a local church and I'm going to put in a plug for small churches. Here, Here is the thing I love about small churches is that there's so many opportunities to serve because there's certain jobs that just have to be done in a church, no matter whether it's big or small. And in a big church, you have so many people and maybe, you know, they only let adults serve in different areas. But in a small church, your children can serve in nursery. They can greet they might be able to learn sound. They might be able to get to know the pastor really well. There are just so many opportunities for your children to interact with godly people and to learn and grow. And so I'm not knocking big churches. And if you feel called to a big church, by all means, go. But don't forget about the little churches because there are so many homeschool opportunities there. Um, so what about other options for you? Well, there is a lot of options for homeschooling families. Umbrella schools keep records for you. And umbrella schools, sometimes your only interaction is turning in the records. And these can be online or in person. But then there's also umbrella schools that offer two to three days per week of classes. So umbrella schools are actually schools and they do some work at the school and some work at home with mom. So if if a mom or dad 
is a single parent or if they both have to work, it's a great option because then a mom or dad can work two or three days a week and be home still to teach their children the other, the, those other days that they're home. There are so many online schools and this is really exciting. I teach at a school called True North Homeschool Academy and I'm teaching two high school English classes. Well, I, it was a, it's, it's been a learning curve and I'll probably do a podcast on it because just all my little mishaps and stuff. But what is really exciting about it is that the kids really, really get to know you and they begin to get to know each other. And it, it is, I'm seeing that relationships can be formed and you can teach and learn in that online atmosphere and really, really some amazing teachers at the school where I'm teaching. I'm just so impressed by them. And so online schools are a great option or online classes. Like you can just take one class. They might offer 27 classes for high school, but you just take one class. So again, it's just an opportunity for kids to meet other kids. In the class that I teach, I've got kids from Nevada, Wyoming, South Dakota, Texas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Pennsylvania, like just all over the place. It's really, really interesting. And then you have support groups. Now, support groups usually have a mom's night out or some training sessions for moms. So there's support for the homeschool mom, but also for the kids. And most support groups that I know of have a lot of field trips. So, or they have a playground afternoon or a playground day. So there's opportunities for you to take your children and interact with other moms. Sometimes support groups have co-ops, but then the co-ops are usually separate and you can have a standalone homeschool co-op. And a co-op is just that cooperate. So I do something, you do something, you do something, and you do something, and we all come together and we work together to be strong where other people are weak. So maybe I'm not good at teaching math, but Leanne is. So Leanne teaches math. Or maybe Laura is just a whiz at science, but I would rather teach history. So it allows us to use our gifts as moms, but it allows our children to also benefit from other moms that are gifted in areas that we're not. Now, co-ops can be core subjects or electives or enrichment. Sometimes co-ops are just enrichment. So they don't do any of the core subjects. They just do things like art, music, drama, life skills, Bible studies, things like that. And those would be called enrichment classes. And those are really, if you, if you're really a confident homeschooler, like I really wanted to teach my children all of their subjects in high school. So when my children were part of co-ops, they would take the enrichment type classes, the classes like I wouldn't be able to teach chorus, you know, there's, I don't have any tenors at home or, you know, any bass, but, um, so they would take those kind of music and drama and art and life skills kind of classes, apologetics and things like that. You can just have a child take one enrichment class a week and it gives them an opportunity to interact with other children and you to interact with other parents. If you're not careful, 
other people can become the primary influence in your children's lives. You think, oh, I'm homeschooling so I can be the primary influence in my children's life. Or I'm homeschooling so that we can be at home. But if you're not careful, you can find yourself on the go, 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 go all the time without a break. And so uh, another thing is the people in your life. Like for me, I have really high standards of what it means to be a wholesome person and really high standards of what it means to live a Christian life. So when I'm looking for people who are going to teach my children, I want to know that their standards are the same as mine, that they have godly character, that they're loving and kind. I don't want someone screaming at my children or yelling at my children. And then another thing, when we're talking about socialization, and there are so many options out there, and I never want to miss out on anything. And I remember when my children were in upper elementary school, I just remember this thought coming to my mind. You can't homeschool if you're never home. And I just made a decision each year how many days a week I would stay home. And that meant no doctor's appointments on those days, no co-op, no grocery shopping like I wanted days where I just stayed home and that has really impacted me so that today people tease me. Oh, you never want to leave the house, but they don't know like what I've come from. I've come from always on the go, go, go. I want to go here. I want to go there. And I've learned to really enjoy being in my home with my children and now being in my home with my husband who works at home. So don't forget you can't homeschool if you're never home. We want to give our children the best of the best, but what they need most is peaceful days with you. Mom, what your children need is peaceful days with you. Dad, what your children need is peaceful days with you. There is so much hustle and bustle in the world right now, and there's so little peace, and honestly, there's so little joy. But children are so content when they have the safety and security of a loving home. So, yes, so yes to socialization, but also yes to being the primary influence in your children's life and to making sure that the other influences in your children's life are wholesome. And if you're a believer in Jesus like me, that they have a strong Christian faith. Anyway, I hope this has been an encouragement to you, and I just hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I'll see you again really soon for our next podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.